when you talk about communication in a relationship, not only just communication in a relationship, we're talking about a special type of communication, intimate communication that is. And why do we talk about intimate communication is because of the intimacy that involves with the relationship. We can have a relationship of any type of thing, a social relationship, uh, friendship relationship, or just a friendship, uh, just good, good buddy buddy type thing, ride or die type relationship thing is. But we're talking about, first of all, we said it, I want to be close connected with a certain person. I want to be intimate with a certain person. But as we see in our society, as we know in our society, that the majority of the relationships started with sex. Okay, so we got it. So, okay, not that it started with sex, but yeah, we said it, we'll go with that. And what happened is that we will go with the fact that of me, <clears throat> I'm in a relationship. Good, you're in a relationship. And they're posted all over the place because they're happy, they joy, they're proud. It's just something about that the feeling of I have someone to be with. I am associated with someone that I can make a life out of. I'm associated with someone that now that is a unity and a bond, a bond that says that we are together. And we're going to be a close unity. Maybe I'm living with them, getting ready to get married, or something of close proximity that this is my boo, this is my uh, best friend, this is my bestie as far as the relationship or intimacy goes. And somebody that you could say you share things with, you share even your body will, you know what I mean? So we say we're in a relationship. But the point of it is, it seems like something is missing in that situation. Something is missing, missing in that scenario. What is missing, I wonder? Well, for one thing, we see so many times in a relationship that things can go wrong and very wrong. How about the majority of things that go wrong. How about the majority of marriages that are formed, especially in the United States, wind up in divorce court or separation are just left to see, all right? Rejection, uh, denial, uh, abandonment, why? What happens? Sometimes we come up with a place that says, well, I'm tired of that person. Uh, I don't want to be bothered with that person again. Uh, something missing in their relationship. Well, something was missing in their relationship from day one when you started the relationship without finding out who this person was, who this person represents, and who this person is in the essence of their personality, their behavior, their desires, uh, what are they about? We don't know them. We don't know them. And what, what makes it so bad, and what makes it so sad even, that you could be married to a person for years and years and years. I know so many cases where 
the children were grown and they had grandchildren and great-grandchildren, and then they part their way. Well, marriage and relationship is supposed to be one of those things that, hey, we are here, we are there, we are together. You know, from hell or high water, we are one. And this is what we always think about being when we talk about an intimate relationship. Each person goes into a relationship, a complete person, whole person, one. And that oneness, sometimes we get that mistaken, we get that taken out of contact, and we understand that, well, that oneness is not really a true oneness, so we wonder what happened. We wonder what happened. Oh, my better half, my other half, uh, you're not a fragment. You're not a person. You're not a fraction of a person. You're a whole person. And that's what I always try to tell people. Go in as a whole person. Go in as a complete person. Yes, yeah, sometimes there are times when you've been hurt. You've been hurt beyond measure. You've been hurt, you've been traumatized. The young men also. Pain that cannot be equal, pain that cannot be understood because this is your particular special pain and that no one can feel your pain but you. But people can understand that that pain because most people have pain too. <laughs> you know, they, that you're not a gift, you're the only person that was pain. So what happened is that when you're in that relationship and you start off in a relationship, how much did you know about a person? Did you get to know that person? Did you get to talk with that person? Did you have that intimate communication, that intimate talk with the person? Do you know where they come from? Do you know uh, where they stand in life? Do you know the value of what they present to life, uh, their character? their behavior, because too many times, get into a relationship, and it could be a monster, this is like one of my coaches, she said that things were pretty good until she married the devil, because this charismatic, she was just so nice, and everything, this presented, and then, in a private setting, he flipped, Jekyll and Hyde, it was like a Sunday school outing with them. So what happened? Did she understand to know that if they had had that, if they had had that private, intimate conversation, not just one session, not just one day, but when you have a relationship or we have a, a courting, so to speak, back in the old days, you talk to a person for a, a minute or two. Not like uh, the book that came out about 90 days, uh, don't give it up until 90 days, da, da, da. Well, how about, if you take the 90 day scenario, which is three months, and you apply this to learning the person, and that's, and that's still small. That is still in the elementary uh, stage that you still don't get, really get to know a person. So. As you talk to a person, and you discuss things with the person, and then you observe. All right, now, 
Will you observe their behavior? Will you observe their answers? Will you observe their character? Will you observe the conversation with other people? Their intimacy with others? The relationship? Do you take them around your family? How do they act? How do they react and interact with your family? Are they standoffish? Are they in certain ways where, you know, like, they don't want to be bothered, they don't want to be there, uh, they want to keep you all to themselves, and they say, well, I'm a private person, and I'm a jealous person. Well, you know what? And like I say, today, let's, first off, let's clear some homework. Let's clear, how you say, a groundskeeping, uh, housekeeping rules and regulations. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a sociologist. I'm not a therapist. So therefore, what we say here, we're not to give out uh, legal and medical advice. But we just put things on the table. And then you, in turn, will decide what you want to do with the direction that you want to take. And then when you decide what you want to do and the direction you want to take, then you'll understand. So we can give you some suggestions that when you get to know someone, when you observe someone, body language is so, so, so very, very important. How are they interacting with you even? You say you're in a relationship? Okay, good. That person made known that he, want, he or she wants to be with you. He or she wants to be associated with you, connected with you, and spend some time with you. But before you jump into a situation, may we suggest, and that is totally a suggestion, is to go easy, go slow. Go slow. And to get to know who you're dealing with. Background check is not... <laughs> Uh, it's not taboo. Yes, yes, yes. But there's a way of doing certain things, doing uh, testing, checking. As even our scripture said, test the spirit in all things. And the spirit is that person, that personality, that spirit, that behavior, that spirit, that emotion, that spirit. Test it. Check it out. See what's going on with that person. When you ask certain questions, how do they answer? How do they react? And just like we said before, how do they interact and react to other people around them, the, the social standards? You put it out there that you are involved with certain uh, situations, organizations, groups, this and the other, and then get that feedback. When you get that feedback to find out, well, they don't want to be bothered too much, then you find out why. Because maybe one thing that certain organizations that maybe they're not comfortable with, maybe they're not into uh, that social standard that you're into, then talk about it, discuss it, come to find out maybe that person's educational level is not as strong as high as yours. That's not a put down, that's not a let down. That is a basic of standing, a basic of a foundation to build on. You know what I mean? So like, you know, everybody's not 
Harvard graduates. Everybody didn't go to MIT, uh, UCLA, and all them other places. So therefore, let's make it what it is. You can have love. That person could be the most educated person in the world and still love you and you just a basic person, basic education, not even reading and writing that good, but you help that person. You don't push push education on them, but they will show you that, wow, I have a I have someone that I love that is so advanced, so experienced, so well first in the knowledge of literature, knowledge of math and science and everything. And I feel like I am not equal to that person and I feel down or below. Help that person. Let them understand to know that we're here together. We're in this together. And, you know, I'll be here to help you in some of your areas that you're failing in. Not a put down, like I said before, not a put down is not a letdown. It's just a helper. I remember one time I was on social media and I I was so proud of my website. You know what I mean? It's like, I, I was just like, oh yeah, we're above and beyond. This must have been my motto for a minute and not to equal but to excel. That was our class motto when I graduated from high school and I'm not ashamed today because I felt bad about it before. I graduated from high school, kids in a class of 88, and I went to Wayne State University in Detroit for college interest. I wanted to be a doctor. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I wanted to be a doctor. I was, I'm special, right? So I go there and take my college interest exam because for some reason, there were some people behind me that helped me, that made me situated where I didn't have to worry too much about financial knowledge or stuff like uh, like you do today, get you uh, a financial education, a loan, student loan, all that kind of stuff. I didn't have to worry about all that. All I had to do was go to school. But in the meantime, they gave you the rise of stress. And after taking my test, I mean, it's like, this test went on for uh, maybe a couple weeks, maybe a month or so. Between the state of Michigan and when the university, I'm taking these tests. And come to find out, and what blew my mind is that I graduated from high school with an eighth grade education. Wow, what can I do? And now I'm in a situation where my character, my behavior, I mean, like, sunk to the ground, way down. So anyway, I'm on this website, and I asked one of the uh, people that in my little group on social media to take a look at my website. First thing they did was, oh, you have too many eagles. Okay. So I took out some of the eagles and everything. So then they say, well, those, uh, your writing, your structure. Oh, okay. Now, maybe I didn't study hard enough. I didn't pay enough attention to the teachers. 
Something went wrong, but I graduated anyway. So something went wrong, and okay, what do I do? Well, if I was you, and I have some time, I have people that could do this, do that, do that, other, but that's not helping me. It's not helping me. And this is what I see happen too many times in our relationship and our communication one to another. We don't help people that need help like we should. Someone uh, say they're not uh, social in a social standard. Like we say, uh, okay, if one person in a relationship is a high standard, they have all of this PhD, they have all of this IQ, they're ready, they meet different people, they people that are upper class, this and other, and you want to, uh, you know, they want to show you off. They want to let everybody know, look, I'm ashamed of this person. This is, the, maybe he was a garbage collector, a street sweeper, doesn't matter. This is my person, this is my person I'm involved with. So they're not ashamed of you. And therefore, you shouldn't be ashamed of So you go there, they tell you, you know, like, well, first thing, learn how to not speak as much as you should. Don't be a talker. It's like around your family, people that you understand everything, maybe that's through characterization and all that good stuff. But anyway, when you're in a social standard, it pays to keep your mouth closed, speak only the things that you know, and then, you know, because people are going to ask you, people are going to talk to you, people are going to try to come up to you, where are you, what do you do, say, no, uh, right now, I am a sanitation engineer, I work for the city, you me, come on. Uh, I'm a low-level employee. You don't have to tell them all that, but you know what I mean? You tell them you work. I'm um, at your level, whatever, however. You know what I mean? But I'm working on getting my life together. I'm working on developing. I'm going to uh, school and training. And my sweetheart, uh, or my friend, or whoever it is over there, is helping me, tutoring me, to be a better person, just that other. Oh, they will accept you. They will accept you. At least they'll leave you alone because they know that now they can't embarrass you because you're not embarrassed. You know who you are, you know what you're about. So therefore, this is what I'm trying to say is that in our relationship, in our communication, once we get to know people, once we get to know their meaning of life, and where they stand in life, then we can come up with a better situation and a better uh, standing in life. And when we come up with a better standing in life, we really know and we show that we can prove ourselves to be in that standing in that life. So, anyway, there's another situation that came about that sometimes we like to change the narrative, expand our thinking ability, expand our thinking uh, position. And this is what we do when we expand our, expand our thinking position. 
But in the situation of one of the uh, social media also, is that a question was asked, a statement was made that about relationship with uh, adults to minors. Okay, which is this is saying something that's been getting out of hand, been out of hand for a long time. So now, and people were responding, okay, so one person made a statement. When you feel that when is a child, when your thoughts as, as, as what a child is, and then it, it gave you three different situations, three different scenarios. One is biological, legally, morally. What constitutes a child? Right away, the people on the platform, I mean, rushed in to crucify this person. I mean, totally, completely crucify this person. That is why I say, when you don't have that communication, when you don't have that how to talk or how to communicate, you will go off half in, half out, half, you can have everything, and then not being <clears throat> aware, not being knowledgeable of the question. Always look at the question, always think the question through before you form an opinion. So anyway, now, when a person changed the, change the scenario or change the, uh, the narrative of the conversation. No longer was he talking about uh, video of being relationship with children, all this stuff. He just came out with, what do you think of a child? What is a child? So now, with an intelligent conversation, some people say, well, that's a bad conversation, that's a bad question to ask. You shouldn't ask that question. <clears throat> so what this person was trying to say is that expand your horizon. Expand your thought patterns. Expand your mentality. Now, first thing he said that biologically. A child biologically is a person that's underdeveloped in a mental state, underdeveloped in the maturity, like their physical handicap uh, in that area of that response, and their ability to defend, ability to do things in a mature manner is not there. So they constitute a child as far as biological fit. Okay, their mind is, is not mature or developed as far as being mature. So now, a child underdeveloped. Then, uh, the next one was legally. Now, legally, well, the government, uh, the, the, the authority has already set a standard of what a child or the, uh, the age of consent. And the United States is more or less 18 years old. After 18, you're supposed to be on your own as far as the age of consent goes. So, okay, uh, either anything under the age of consent is considered legally a child. That's the answer that should have been given. Should have been given. 
the very worldly. Now, a child to be anyone under the authority of a spiritual leader, uh, a great leader, my children, okay, a child of God, so to speak, <clears throat> or even a child of the devil, so to speak. And in the church, the bishop or uh, the pope or uh, priest, my children, my child. So that is the more than a being a child. Anybody can be a child. <clears throat> you could be 50 years old and still be a child as far as spirituality goes. If you are under the authority of someone, say for instance, uh, spiritual righteousness, which we say God, uh, the spiritual evilness, which is Satan or the devil. You're still a child if you're under their authority doing that deed or misdeed or I want to put it. And that's the answer that people should be given rather than, oh, because you ask the question, then you automatically is a pedophile. You automatically uh, love your children. You automatically, no. See, this is one of the reasons why, as far as relationship goes, <clears throat> there's so many times we stand in that position where we are ill-equipped, not prepared to venture our father into the depths of life and the life expectancy because we don't ask the question or we don't think far in advance or think enough to change, be renewed in the spirit of our minds. And that's what we uh, should always be about transformation. And that's why when you have an intimate relationship, intimate communication, to be in an intimate relationship, then you ask the right questions. You talk in the right conversation. You expect the right answers. But if you don't get the right answers, then you'll know. Then you'll know. And when you know that then you can change the narrative uh, and make an adjustment. And this is what we should do. Because I had a beautiful young cousin, of 19, 20 years old. And she met this guy, young guy, around her age. And they had a relationship. One day, they were intimate in a relationship. He in turn was jealous. I mean, super jealous of their age. But the girl, you know, she, she was bummed. I, my girl was bummed. I mean, like, hey, the 19 years old, she was well put together physical and a beauty and in her mind. Yes. But the point of this, she didn't know about this type of conversation that we have today. Because this is like about, what, 20, 30 years ago now, when this happened. She made an announcement that she wanted to go expand her life, expand her horizon. You know, it's good. Now, he wasn't being supported. He was not being supported because he didn't want her out of his sight. At that age, at that young age, and this is what I'm seeing so many, so many times 
in relationship with in, uh, domestic violence and all of these things that happen when we put physical attraction before emotion, before intelligence, before wisdom, before life. Okay? So anyway, he convinced her to come over to his mother's house. Now she would make the announcement that she wanted to go out of town for, <clears throat> for a little while. But, you know, to get some things done, everything, expand her uh, education. You know? So anyway, he in turn in her life and also his life. Two beautiful people are gone from this earth. By now, who knows where the level they could have gone, they could, they could have attained. Who knows the height that they could have traveled and advanced to. Who knows the ideas that they had inside. But when we let those things come about, that is one of the reasons why so very much when I started my coaching, desire to excel coaching, we talk about these things, not just having a relationship, but let's go deeper. Please, let's go deeper, my wonderful people. Know who you are, know who you're dealing with, and there's a way to talk about these things. Not only the intimacy of getting to know the people, but then when we become more intimate in the relationship. How do you know how to communicate as far as if you're compatible? Do you know anything about the art of satisfaction, desire? Do you know anything about the art of pleasing, fulfilling? These are some of the things that we should always work at it was a daily, daily journey. Not something that you just do, uh, damn, damn, thank you, man, and I'll see you later. And this is why, more and more and more, we want to put these things out there. And today, uh, this is going to be part one. We want to continue our relationship uh, talk tomorrow, which is Saturday, at the same time at 8.30, Please come, please join. Get somebody to, to join. Come and join us. Down the road, two or three days down the road, you won't have somebody <clears throat> putting you in a position where they have you all to that self, keeping you away from the family, keeping you away from your loved ones. And now you're trapped in a situation. So with that in mind, wonderful people, join us, join us. And by the way, come to peopleinlove.net and look at the PDF, Diversion, Porn, and Lust, which is taking this world by storm and we're not paying any attention. The same thing with relationships, 
we're in a relationship, oh, I'm in a relationship, and we're together. Yes. Do you know who you're dealing with? Do you know that this person might be a serial killer? This person might be the devil in person? This person might be somebody that you cannot relate to? That, wow. Why did I involve myself with this person? When we're murder all, everything got to be my way or no way. You know those relationships, conceitness, arrogancy, all that stuff. But anyway, think about it. And then go to peopleinlove.net and look at the PDF, Divorcing Porn and Lust. But also, if you care to share with this ministry, I share with our podcast, which we will be on four different podcasts after tonight. We will be sharing our domestic violence, uh, this evilness that's going around, all the violence that's happening, and we're in the midst of it. We're afraid to say anything, we're afraid to do anything. Uh, we don't want to be bothered, we don't want to rock the boat. Once the season, there are a lot that you can do without rocking the boat. So with that in mind, thank you, thank you, thank you. Bless you, and I hope to see you soon and very soon. Thank you on Facebook Live tonight.